Hey, how's it going? Tim Castleman here with another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast, and I am tired. Okay, my voice is wore out. I'm exhausted. I'm pretty sure my liver hates me. My waistline definitely is destroyed, which can only mean one thing, and that is another successful and awesome trip to Orlando's Florida, or as I like to call it, Satan's asshole. Okay, uh, to attend the Marketing Mayhem 2014 event. I am back, bitches. I am back. I am glad to be here. I'm happy to be here. I'm alive. Let's let's just get right into it. First things first. Uh, yes, I have all my shit. Okay. Uh, unlike last year when I went to Orlando and got carried out of a club at 3 a.m., there was no clubs for Timmy C this time. Oh no. Instead. Right, I got the cell phone, I got the keys, I got the wallet, I left with what I came with, and nothing more, nothing less. So, successful trip there. If you want a little tip, by the way, here it is. Like, don't bring clothes that could be remotely seen in the club. Okay, if you don't want to go to clubbing and you don't want to get peer pressured in, just wear dog shit clothes. Basically, wear a trash bag. That's what you should do. Wear a trash bag, put it over your body and head, and be good to go. That's what I did. Nobody asked me to go to the club. So, Tim, how was it? How was it? How was it? It was awesome and amazing and very interesting and very inspiring. And here's a little secret. I didn't even make it inside the room. I made it for half of Todd uh, Glass's speech, and, uh, and that was it. That was all. Um, that, uh, that's as far as I made it and as close as I made it inside of the presentation hall. So how could it be exciting and in, informative and inspiring and all that if I didn't make it inside? Because it's all the fun stuff I'm going to share with you that happened on the outside. And I'm going to share with you my key takeaways and big takeaways from the JV Zoo event right freaking now. By the way, I'm pretty sure I butchered Todd's name and I apologize for doing that. It's Todd Gross, not Todd Glass. I'm thinking of the comedian. I'm also thinking of bed and sleep and all the fun stuff there. All right, so let's uh, let's get right into it, all right? Let's talk about what's going on and what I learned from the JV Zoo 2014 event. Let me talk and share with you my big takeaways and some changes I'm going to be making to my business as a result of what kind of went on this past weekend. The first big takeaway um, that, that I really kind of discovered is I got my business set up wrong. You see, my business right now is kind of run by the insane asylum. It's run by my outsourcers. It's run by my employees. It's run by everybody except the one person it should be run by, and that's me. Right? It's like I need to start putting my needs and my schedule and my strengths and weaknesses to boot, right? And I got to make them first and then make everything else second. See, I think a lot of us get in this habit. We think, oh, we're trading this, you know, we're trading this career or this job for a business. Well, and if you're not careful, really your job, right, uh, or your career or your business could turn into that job that you hate, meaning you're spending a ton of time on the phone or you're in front of the computer too much or you're just doing shit that you're not good at and that you don't enjoy. So one thing I'm consciously doing is I'm tracking everything that I'm doing now and I'm basically saying, hey, is this adding value? All right, and is this adding enjoyment to me? And basically, does it drain me or does it excite me to do? So today, right, I had a staff meeting. Those are necessary. Uh, obviously, I can't um, you know, eliminate those 100%, but I can make them at a time that's agreeable for me 
and works better into my schedule than, say, somebody else's. Okay, and by doing this and setting up the business the way I want to, one, I think it's going to allow me to focus on the key areas that I'm really good at, and two, outsource or, um, you know, delegate the crap that I don't like. So this morning, I had the staff meeting with the troops and said, all right, guys, here's the deal. So I took my two assistants and I said, assistant one, here's what you're doing. Assistant two, here's what you're doing. And now we're going to put those in into place and really work on those while uh, over the next 30 days and kind of see and implement and, and test and tweak and go from there. Because right now, I mean, if I'm being honest, in a way, I feel like I'm kind of duct taping my business together with two part-time people. So what I've done now is we've got one person that's part-time uh, and then one person that we're going to be elevating up to full-time so that I can have somebody that cares about my business like uh, half as much as I do. Okay, and, and the whole thought process or reasoning behind that's simple. You know, if, if someone's just using you for beer money, then they're not really concerned when the beer money fund runs out or what the beer money fund is doing. And if you're trying to hit goals, you're trying to hit accomplishments, you're trying to hit achievements, you really want to have people that are going to be proactive instead of reactive, people that are going to be concerned about your business as much as they're concerned about their own, and people that are willing to do the work first, the rewards second. Now that doesn't mean you abuse those people or that you don't pay them or you treat them terribly. But what it means is if you got someone that's always worried about the money, the money, the money, instead of the result, the result, the result, they're focusing on the wrong thing. If you got someone in a, a position where you're always having to tell them what to do, okay, one, it could be an issue of training, but two, it could also be an issue of them not understanding what their expectations are. So again, staff meeting this morning, I basically sat down to my assistant that uh, we're going to be working up to a full-time basis. And I said, hey, listen, I know you have a small child at home. Congratulations. Now you have two. And here's what I want for you to do. And here's what I'm expecting from you. And here is exactly what I'm looking for from you. So now she has the expectation. Now it's up to her to meet, match, and do that or find a happy common, common ground in the middle, which is what I'm sure is going to occur. But if you've got someone that's constantly putting off or shucking responsibility or someone that's always like, okay, you know, but what am I going to get paid to do this and this and this? Like, you know, I'd much rather have someone that comes in, proves their worth and value to you first, and then ask for a raise or additional hours. You know, basically make yourself invaluable first and then go in for the kill. Because when you have a lot more leverage, when you make yourself invaluable, then you do that someone that's constantly like, and next, and next, and next. So the key is set up the business around my wants, needs, and schedule, all right? Elevate the people and empower the people um, to be in a position. Uh, the other good thing about having time away from the business is it lets you see where there's issues. So like this past weekend, we got destroyed with support tickets, okay? And because of that, the person that we had managing the support desk was not up to snuff with the training and knowing where stuff was and also wasn't proactive in getting the needs addressed. So we handled that so that next time, hopefully we will not have the same issue. And if we do, then we'll address it from there. The third thing that was kind of a big takeaway for me was um, how many people enjoyed the podcast. Like, and, and here's what's funny to me. Okay, I've released probably, if I had to guess, 20, 25 products within the last 12 months. 
And the only thing people talked to me about was not my best-selling book on Amazon, was not the tripwire training or the core conversion or anything in my personal journey or discovery. Um, what they talked about was this. They talked about the podcast. I can't tell you the number of people that came to me and said, Tim, man, I love your podcast. I take you to the gym. I listen to it. It's great. It's unique. It's different. So good news to everyone listening and everyone that's enjoying the podcast. I'm going to do more of it. I'm actually going to do quite a bit more of it. We're going to be putting together a Facebook group uh, for listeners and fans and et cetera, et cetera, uh, pretty quick. And we'll have that up probably by the time that I do next week's episode. And we'll have a link for you. Um, and you can come join us there. And we'll talk about, you know, the life and times of Tim Castleman, talk about business, talk about Kindle, talk about personal development, talk about cigars, technology, you know, Jennifer Lawrence, nude pics. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't let that go. Come on. You didn't think I wasn't not going to address that, right? It's like, oh my God, I took a photo with a camera that uploads to a cloud that people who are much smarter than you and I can have access to. And I'm shocked and amazed when that happens. Okay? By the way, if you search for Tim Castleman nude pics, you will find a pony, you know, a Shetland pony photo from years ago when I needed the money. So here's the thing. People really enjoyed the podcast. So I need to make that kind of what we brand or rebrand or uh, our stuff through. People enjoy it. People really got a lot of value from it. So as a result of that, I need to put in the time and the effort to make sure it's a good quality, consistent show. Okay. And continue to spread the word, the message and get people out there. So I, I am doing some stuff behind the scenes, some boring technical stuff like setting up tracking and setting up deliverability and email list and all that to do all the blah, boring business crap so that you and I can spend a half hour together once a week talking about uh, what's going on in the Kindle business, what's going on in the IM business, what's going on in the personal world, this, that, and the other. All right. So that was big takeaway number three. Takeaway number four is I'm not talking to enough people. Okay, and I'm actually going to start working on this on a personal level because I, if, I, if I had to guess, right, if my lovely counselor Sarah was here, she'd say, well, Tim, why do you think that is? Why, right? Like I, I, I'm, I'm going to probably upset some counselors here, and if I do, I apologize, okay? But I would love to learn how to communicate like a counselor does because basically what you do after the initial stuff, right, you go and you sit down, and they just guide the conversation. So how was your week? How are things? How's everything? So you talked about this last week. How does that make you feel? Why do you think that, right? Like they just have like, they just start sentences. They don't even finish the whole fucking sentence because you're busy talking and they guide the conversation to where you unlock the shit in your brain and then you're like, I'm the greatest man ever because I can fix my own problems. Well, one of the things is this, right? I have a problem like talking to people on a regular basis. It's not a problem. I just don't actively do it. One, okay, sure, it's a laziness. It's like it's much easier to be in my little cocoon web. Two, and I've talked about this in the past, it might have a little bit to do with jealousy. Like, well, if I talk to this person, then, you know, it, it dilutes my value as a human being, even though that's bullshit. But that's something in there. And three, it could be that possible fear of rejection. And what I found out, you know, in addition to people loving the podcast is that, you know, a lot of people generally like me, Okay, and some of them, you know, probably even, uh, you know, have some real care and concern for me, and I'm not doing them um, any favors or me any favors by ignoring that or not staying in constant 
contact and communication. The other thing I learned is, right, there are a lot smarter motherfuckers than me out there. Like, I talked to Greg Caesar, okay, about this direct mail stuff he was doing, and I was like, that guy is a freaking genius. I talked to Ben Littlefield, uh, who's just crushing it with some high-end coaching and consulting, and I'm like, why am I not doing that, right? And by having more ears out there, more people you can connect with, it builds that solid bond and relationship. And I will tell you that that is probably one of the greatest weaknesses that I have in my business right now is not actively and regularly communicating with people. So I'm making it a goal to start small, okay, and just communicate and probably talk to different people at least one time a week. So get out of my inner circle, get out of my normal crew, and actually go out and seek people that I met at the conference, want to talk to, and connect with them on a human level. A human level does not mean, hi, I'm Tim Castleman, you are, nice to meet you, promote my shit. It means, dude, tell me about yourself, tell me about your family, let's talk, how can I help you in your business? Help first, ask second. Dude, what can I help you with? What can I do for you? What can I, how can I connect you? What can I do to, to help you be more successful? Because if you do that, then chances are the people that you do that with will be doing the same thing to you, right? It's not like someone's like, hey, man, I really appreciate you giving me that $50,000 key to the kingdom. Sorry, I can't do anything for you. By the way, a quick apology for having to pause the podcast. The allergies situation is just nuts uh, here for me in Texas. Plus, the stupid, annoying cough will not go away. So tomorrow I'll probably go get, get a needle jabbed in my ass with some steroids. I'll shrink my testicles and, you know, grow a second Adam's apple so that I can stop coughing and wheezing like a 90-year-old man. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the prolific use of crack cocaine. I mean, that would never damage or scar your lungs in any way. So, right, got to be more visible, all right, got to contact more people, need to promote the podcast more, need to build my business around myself, okay? And the other thing that I really took away from the event is just how important it is to go to events. You see, even though I've been busy, even though I've been what I would consider to be pretty out there on Facebook and, and connecting and vis, you know, basically being visible, going to events lets people know that you're alive, Okay, and, and it gives you the chance to really interact. I told you I didn't go clubbing at all. I didn't. What I was able to do was get in the room with several smart marketers at different periods throughout the entire event and just talk and enjoy each other's company, right? Just lovingly holding and caressing Colin Theriot's beard while he did the same to me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There was no beard touching. But what it does is it gives you a chance to kind of sit down and really go in depth. Now, really, events to me are a lot like weddings. You're never going to get to spend time with everybody. You're going to piss somebody off because they didn't get enough time with you. And your ultimate goal is just to reconnect, to rekindle that flame or romance, if you will, or just be like, hey, what's up? High five. How you doing? And then go out and connect after the event. So my goal is always to connect with the people that I'm closest to, of course, but also expand that circle a little bit. And I feel like I did that this trip. I feel like there were two or three people that I hadn't talked to, okay, previously. And as a result of that, I was able to um, to connect with them and, and kind of build those friendships. It's never going to be a deal where it's like I've got 10,000 brand new friends, Okay, it's like, hey, I met one person or two people that can have a tremendous impact on my business. You do that by being in the room with the right people at the right time. You also do that, uh, admittedly, by not being hammered out of your mind the entire time. So your boy Timmy C was good. Okay, there was only one night where two drink Tim turned into ten drink Tim, but even that was done responsibly because it was in the hotel. I was literally 
like five feet from my hotel room, um, you know, and nothing crazy happened. Because of that, I actually have what, what I guess normal people would call memories of the event. And because of that, right, I'm able to reference with people and contact and not be like, dude, I know we talked about something at 4 o'clock in the morning, but I don't remember. And the last thing I'll tell you about, you know, the events and what I learned is you got to try to keep a little bit of a schedule. Like these guys, okay, these guys are machines, all right? I'm not lying. I felt like a humongous pussy, at the end of this event, because guys would go out till seven, eight o'clock in the morning and be up and and be active in the afternoon and just go, 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 go. That ain't me, okay? Me is, hey, I'm good till about two, three in the morning. Then I got to go to bed and get about a solid eight hours. I'll see you at lunchtime and then we'll go from there. Because I know that, I was able to set up my schedule around that. Now, I wasn't great about working like I kind of wanted to, but that was okay because I also wasn't crazy exhausted and I wasn't crazy worn out by the time that I got home. You know, I had a good nap. I got some rest. I took yesterday off because it was Labor Day. And what else do you do on Labor Day but take a break? And then I got back on the horse today, recording this podcast, getting back to work, getting things moving in the new month. So I highly recommend that you get out there. The next time the JBZoo event or traffic and conversion hits, those are the two events that are pretty much on my radar each and every year. Uh, you go there. You be present. You be aware. And you get out in front of the right people. That's one thing. The second thing is that you make some goals going into the event, understanding that you'll probably never hit them all, and externally on the way home. Like on the way home, I wrote, hey, here's my key takeaways from the event. Wrote that down in a little notebook. And then now, right, and, and then I got to work and I'm starting that process. And what I would recommend that you do is don't try to come home and do 50 million things at once. Build up to it. So this month we're working on the assistant issue. We got that going on and working behind the scenes, working on connecting with more people and obviously building up and branding more behind the podcast, the name, the moniker, whatever. That's enough, right? Like, um, people overestimate what they think they can accomplish in a month and underestimate what they can accomplish in a year all the freaking time. So my recommendation to you is don't do that, okay? Instead, sit down and go, all right, well, what are some frustrations that are attacking my business right now? What's some stuff that I need to work on personally, professionally, health-wise, right? Can't tell you how many people came up to me and just gave me that, dude, dude, what happened? Like, did you eat a Backstreet Boy? Like, what, what, what did you, what, what, what happened there? Right? So it's like, well, maybe the health area is out of whack in my life, and maybe I should be able to walk up an elevator without uh, losing my breath. So work on a plan beforehand, work on a plan afterhand, and then work the plan. That's the bottom freaking line. So with the remaining time that we got today, I kind of wanted to share with you some cool stuff that happened in August. Uh, first, we had our first big, huge Kindle hit. Our book, The Creativity Checklist, which you can get on Amazon, uh, is the number one uh, bestseller on Amazon. It's number one in all its categories. It's below 2,000, um, and it continually sells day after day, week after week. So I'm very happy and excited about that. I'll probably be doing some stuff later on in the fall with it. Um, and I'm working already working on the follow-up book uh, as well. So, you know, I'll be kind of sharing that stuff with you 
Um, that was a big thing for me because that's the first book that I sat down and wrote myself. I wrote it in four hours and put it up there and, and had a tremendous result with it. So I'm really excited with that result that I've been able to achieve. Now it's all about doing it again, scaling it, and building up to truly passive income. Because i got to be honest, it's really cool to make 20, 30, 50 grand a month, but there's something about logging into Amazon and saying, hey, that's cool, I just made $100 today for a book that I didn't do anything on right promotion wise and how freaking cool and awesome is that so for those of you following my kindle adventures i'm sure i'll have i'll have a ton to talk about um going forward with that endeavor so i got that going on also i'm going to start uh, exploring a little bit in the physical products niche um i truly believe that's probably going to be one of the biggest niches uh, in the next year. Um, so I'm actively working um, on a little hush-hush project uh, involving some physical goods. So that'll kind of be exciting and interesting. And really for me, it, you know, as I look as I can't believe we're already in fucking September this year, it's really about closing the year out strong. You know, we had a really, really strong push. Summer, We, you know, I feel, I feel right, use your feeling words, Tim. I feel like we stumbled right in, in summertime we did well i mean anytime you can stumble to forty thousand dollar months i guess that's not terrible but you know i feel like we kind of stumbled lost a little bit of momentum and now we're actively ramping up to give that last uh, quarter a huge push so that we can push till the beginning of 2015 and you know before you know it blink and holy crap 2015 will be there the thing that i'm really going to be focusing on and i know i talked about a little bit before but it's my podcast, damn it, so I want to talk about it again, is, you know, trying to really reposition my business as something that works around me and my schedule instead of me always having to work around other people's. Now, I'm not saying to be a prima donna. I'm certainly not saying to be a jerk, but ultimately, this business succeeds or fails based not only upon me, but the people in place, and I need to give one, the people in place uh, in their positions, uh, the tools to empower them anyway, okay, and that can be including and not limiting to bossing me around, okay, making sure they have enough authorization and money and tools and resources and training to make sure stuff gets taken care of, but it's also at the same time not losing myself in the business. And one of the ways you can kind of find that out, by the way, is like just installing something. So I, I have rescue time on my computer, and every week I get an accountability email from them, and they go, hey, this week you spent, you know, 500 hours on the computer. That's down two hours. And what I noticed was I was spending a lot of time on the computer, but it wasn't crazy productive time, okay, and there was a lot of built-in time that was wasted. A lot of time on Facebook, a lot of time on Reddit, a lot of time on, you know, Netflix and whatever. So I, I truly believe, like, you can't know where to begin unless you start taking an active measurement. Okay, Chet Holmes says what you respect, you respect what you inspect, and I truly believe that. So once you kind of know, hey, this is what we are and this is where we are, and this is the starting lineup, if you will, for us, the next thing you've got to do is figure out, okay, well, that's where we are right now. Where do we want to be? So maybe I want to be less than 20 hours at the computer, or maybe I want to say, hey, I'm only going to be available to the team for X number of hours on, on certain days so that I can be creative hippie Tim Castleman the other time. Well, if that happens, then you got to start working on the plan, and you got to start training people to that. Hey, I'm not available during that time. Here's the time that I am available with, and here's what I need to do, and here's when I need to do it by, and here's what you need to do, and here's when you need to do that by. 
Because if you don't, pretty soon this business ends up consuming you. And I definitely don't want that to happen. I've got a lot of friends that make a lot more money. But when I look at them, I'm just sad because I think, oh, my God, look at all the time that they have to do. Now, they're trying to do big things, okay? They're trying, like, rule countries and, you know, set up freaking 1,500 this and 2,000 that and do 19 million. It's like, I don't want to do that. I want to make a couple, you know, $100,000, maybe even get it up to a million a year. Okay. I don't want to work crazy hours. And above all, I want to build something that I enjoy because I have a different filter than a lot of people. A lot of people in internet marketing have a money filter, which means how can I make money the quickest, fastest way? That's what I want. Okay. I have a money filter, but it's hidden behind a respect and an artist filter. So what does that mean? Because you're like, what the hell, all these filters? What are we looking at a camera? What I mean is, hey, can I make some money with it? Yes. Is it something that I'm proud of? Is it something that I enjoy doing? So with the nonfiction book, the creativity checklist, I wanted to do that. Okay. So I did it. I didn't ask my list. I didn't send out a survey and go, well, do you guys want to see how I just said, Hey, this is something fun, exciting. It's something I want to do. So I made it happen because I made it happen. Now I get to share those results with the world, but it's something that I'm doing when I want to. Okay. And it's something that I get to do how I want to, instead of going, well, I got all these JV partners I got to take care of and affiliates and I got a huge staff I got to pay for. And, you know, I got a partner, I got to pay 50% of my money to all of the stuff that I just want nothing um, to do with. So for me, it's about setting up my business where I can do that. And I've said this before and I'll say it till I'm, till I'm dead, right? We suck at 98% of the stuff that we do. So we should really focus on the two to three things per life that we're good at and just do more of that. Like I'm terrible at customer support and email. I'm even worse if I get in and there's a, there's like six cunty emails back to back. Then I'm like, all right, well, it's, it's the Titanic. Let's just end this thing, right? Um, instead, what I do is I, I get people who are loving, kind, and nurturing to take care of my weaknesses so I can only focus on my strengths. And I truly believe that's the key to success. Because the more excited, the more happy you are to do the stuff that you need to do, the better off you are at, you know, getting that stuff done and the more inclined you're going to be willing to do it, right? It's not very hard for me to do a podcast because my motivation is, is high to do it because I enjoy doing it. People get a reward from it and I'm super motivated, especially after hearing about how many people listen to the podcast. It was quite shocking. I mean, I'll be honest. It was like, you always wonder like, does anybody ever listen to this thing? And it turns out, yes, in fact... Maybe they do. So this was kind of a short episode, but I wanted to share with you my key takeaways before I crawl back into bed and nurse myself back to 100% and pray to the gods that my liver holds through the night. I highly, highly recommend you get out to the Traffic and Conversion or the JV Zoo event. Either way, actually, I go to both, and I would encourage you to do both. That's where the real magic, I believe, happens. That's where the introductions happen. Set some goals prior to going. Be sure to evaluate while you're there and on the ride home, and then implement as a result of that. The last thing I'm going to leave you with is this. It's time to get to work. Okay, summer is over. Most of the kids I've seen on Facebook are back in school. Okay, the, the nights are, are becoming are coming shorter and shorter. It's time to freaking get to work. I hope you had an amazing, restful, and relaxing summer. But when we hit the ground next week, we're going to hit it at 100%. And we're going to bang out the most money, the most enjoyment, the most fun that we can do in 2014 to make this our best year ever. And I'm going to take you every step along the way 
And next week when we chat, I'll be sure to give you the uh, Facebook group URL. We'll get you in there excited and be cool to hang with you throughout the week, not only on uh, our Two Drink Tim podcast. So with that, I'm done. I'm out. I hope you have a great week. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Be well. Get some sleep. Talk to you soon.